everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. for the word. (laughs) If you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, starting in verses 1 going to 11. And this is what the Bible says. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is the Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. Isn't that something? That people were listening to the word of God from the word of God, who was the word and is the word. (laughs) I confused somebody just then. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were fishing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. Everybody knows who Simon is. They, Jesus changed his name to what? Peter. And asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Has anybody been in that position before? You've just been working and working and sowing and sowing, but you ain't reaped what you've been sowing yet. There is a there is a time, there is a season. It will come. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink when Simon Peter saw this he fell at Jesus's feet or at his knees sorry and said go away from me Lord I am a sinful man for he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore. They left everything and followed him. It's my honor and my privilege that you're here today and that I'm able to speak this message to you. A method to his madness. A method to his madness. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I thank you that your word is already anointed. I just pray that your spirit would hover over each and every one of these people in here. 
Father, that we would hear straight from your throne, God, that you would give us what we need. God, to go out into this world and be who you've equipped us to be and called us to be. And, and Father, we pray that, God, you would encourage them, God, that you would fill them with your spirit, God, that you would strengthen them in the areas that they need it, God, because you said in your word that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory, God, whether it's physical, financial, spiritual. Father, you will do it, God, and we believe you for it. So, Father, I thank you, God, that we can stand here together as one body listening into your word God that we could become better God that we can become more equipped with the calling that you have placed on our lives father that we can be more God in our lives God that we, we can not just be more ourselves but be more for other people so father I thank you Lord for your word and I just pray God that you would touch the ears of those listening today God that they would hear your word not just hear your word, but do your word today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want to speak to you about a method in his madness, and some of you who are here will appreciate this. Um, God kind of gave me this title while I was reading this scripture, passage of scripture, and uh, I kind of looked up what that really meant, because have you ever been in a place where you talked to a friend and you had something that you really knew what to do and knew how to go about it and you were like just there's a method to my madness you understand me you understand what I'm saying well it, it comes from I'm gonna let you know where this comes from this comes from this phrase is derived from the play Hamlet written by Shakespeare it was performed in 1602 the line is spoken by Lord Polonius this is what he says, though this be madness, yet there is a method in it. I want you to understand that Jesus knew his mission and why he was sent by the Father. Just before this passage, he was healing all types of people, and they were trying to get him to stay right where he was at so they could keep him around. But yet he was on a mission. He came to be on a mission. And this is what he told them. He said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that's why I was sent. I believe it's important that we all should have a mission in mind. Because if we all have a mission in mind, that signifies what our purpose in life truly is. People that I've spoken to, people that I've counseled, people that I've poured into on a daily basis, they always talk about, I just don't really know what I'm called to do. Well, let me tell you what you're called to do. If you can show me your passion, I'll show you your calling. If you show me what your passion is and what you love to do for the Lord, I will show you exactly what you're called to do. But even though Jesus had a mission, he had to have a method in order to accomplish the purpose he was sent for. And guess what his purpose was? His purpose was you and I. His purpose was to speak life into you and I, that we could be the ones who would spread his word into the world to reach those who were broken, to reach those who are lost. Isn't it something that the, the God of all creation, the God who created you in his image, has chosen us to be the one that his spirit, 
spirit flows through. See, he didn't call us to be a cul-de-sac. He called us to be a conduit. Do you understand? For his spirit to flow through, to reach other people, so that way we can, people can experience his power and his glory and he, who he is. He chose you. Not only did he choose you and choose us, but he came to change us. He came to transform us. He came to take us from an old life so that we could enter into a new life of purpose, a new life of destiny, a new life of, 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 of freedom, a new life of deliverance. He said that the old is past. Behold, the new has come. You're a new creation. You no longer have to live in deceit. You no longer have to live in denial. You don't no longer have to live to fit in the crowd and to fit in with them and try to do things to fit in with that type of people or that type of person. But God has called you to be a new creation, to be a new person. He didn't come just to choose us to do his will, but he came to change us because before we can go out there and change the world he first has to change who we are and if we ain't changed we can't change nobody else he came to change us before we can change anybody else do you understand what I'm saying if it would be unknown to me if I was still a drug addict in my mess trying to tell somebody about Jesus no, God came to change me first, to deliver me first, to wash me first, to cleanse me first from my sin, to change me from the inside out. That way now I can stand in front of you and preach the gospel. I can preach the word of God. Why? Because I've experienced his power. I've experienced his delivering, anointing, and empower over my life. And guess what? That's why God chose you too. Maybe your thing wasn't drug addiction. Maybe your thing is something else. Maybe it's something else you were addicted to or that you got caught up into. But let me tell you, God wants to change you just as much as he has changed me. But the reason why he wants to change you is because he's trying to use you because he's chose you as a royal priesthood to do his will here on earth to reach that one person that may be broken because maybe God saved you just to reach that one person did you ever think about that think about how deep that is because God sees way down the line he is the author and the finisher of our faith he knows the beginning to the end he is alpha and omega so when he speaks his word, it's already been done. So he already stands at the end of the word just waiting for you to watch it happen. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? He's chose you to be a royal priesthood. Not only did he come to change us. My God, he came to change our perspective. He came to change our purpose. He came to change our problems. My God, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Come on, somebody. You might be going through situations and storms and difficulties in your life, wondering why things have happened the way they happen. But let me tell you something. The word says that all things work together for the good he didn't say some things or just one thing or every, every once in a while things work he said the good the bad the ugly the, the stupid the retard all of it works together for the good the things you don't understand he he still works it out for the good you might be in a season of despair you might be in a season of dryness you might be in a season where you just feel like you're not feeling God but let me tell you something sometimes God will get you to a place of emptiness and in order 
just to fill you right back up again because he wants you to go after him and chase after him and pant after him just like David said he said oh how I thirst for the Lord like a deer panteth after the water brooks we have to thirst for him in order for him to change us watch this if you're taking notes Jesus came to take us out of a state of ruin into a state of righteousness he came to take you and change you from the inside out he came to change everything about you Every, not that you're changing who you are Danelle you're still Danelle you still have who you're beautiful you, you look you're called you're chosen but God wants to do so much inside of your heart and so much inside of you God said I don't judge those from the appearance of man he said, but I look at what? The heart. He doesn't look at the outside, but he looks at the heart. So when he changes you on the inside, guess what happens? You are the one that changes the atmosphere on the outside. Because when God has changed your heart and has taken out that heart of stone and has put in that heart of flesh, God says, I've changed you now from the inside. Now you're my walking epistle. That now my, my spirit has written on the tablet of your heart, not on the tablet of stones like Moses did, but God has taken his spirit and written it his word on your heart that's why when you didn't have your bible around and you were going through a difficult time you were able to cry out to the lord and say those who dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the wing of the shadow of the almighty we get to do that why because when we listen to his word and we read his word it's already in us that way when it's in us it comes it it comes out of us and it, it just overflows into everybody else. And he's come to give us that life and life more abundantly. We just have to accept all that he has given us so that way he can do what he has called us to do. He says, when I chose you, I've already changed you and I've already put my spirit in you. I've already put my seal upon you. That's what God, that's what God did. That's what Jesus did. And this is what happens. Jesus is now, he's teaching the crowd, the Bible says, he's teaching the crowd the word of God. He's teaching the crowd the word of God, and he has them all engaged. If you're taking notes, write that word down. Write engage down. Put it in your phone. Put it wherever you need to put it. Write the word engage. And now he shows them an illustration. He's showing them an illustration of just not what he came to do, but what they and we are capable of doing. Watch this and I'll get to it. Jesus saw two boats left by the fishermen. Everybody understand that? So now we have Jesus. Let me back up a little bit so you guys can follow me. We have Jesus. He's with a crowd teaching, teaching the crowd the word of God. And then he looks and he sees two boats left by the fishermen. Now that they're left by the fishermen, Jesus goes, and when he goes, he gets into one of the boats. And whose boat does he get into? He gets into Peter's. He gets into Peter's boat. Watch this. A boat is useless tied up at the edge of the dock. Hmm? A boat is useless tied up sitting there by itself. A boat only works and moves with one is operating it. 
Mm -hmm. That's the only way a boat can operate is by you working the wheel and working the gear shifter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus was showing them that you can't get the results you're looking for unless you operate in what you're called to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? A boat can't move by itself. It takes one to operate it. So in other words, the boat represents your calling. And in other words, you have to, in order to step into the calling God has for you, you have to get inside of your calling and say, God, use me how you will so that way I can do what you want me to do and step into all I can and all you have for me. That way I can step into the calling that you have for my life. A boat is useless by itself. And Jesus said, this is what I have to illustrate to you guys. It's just, they're empty by the fishermen, but I got to show you how it works. You get inside the boat in order for it to run, in order for it to work. You have to get inside of it. And that's what Jesus was saying. He was saying that you have to understand that, they, that it doesn't operate by itself only when you are the one operating it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody has a call on their life. Everybody has an anointing on their life. God has given you gifts. God has given you his spirit. If you're saved today, God has a mandate. He has a mission. He has something that he wants you to do in life. He has a purpose for you. He has a calling for you. But I want you to understand, in order for you to operate what God has given you, you have to go and step inside of it so that way you can use Use it the correct way that it's supposed to be used for. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'll get to that in a minute. Jesus now is still teaching from the boat. The people are still engaged. So we still have Jesus teaching. Now he pushed off from the shore. He pushed off from the shore and now he's out there teaching the people the word of God. And now he tells, now he tells Peter, he says, Peter, put out into the deep. Everybody knows the story, right? This isn't, this isn't new to anybody. He says, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon says, but Lord, we've worked all night long and haven't catched anything. But nevertheless, at your word, I will do so. Here's the difference. Jesus wasn't in the boat. When he went by himself, now Jesus is in the boat. And when he put out into the boat, when he put out into the water with Jesus in his boat, they ended up catching a large amount of fish. That's the difference. Before, he didn't have Jesus in the boat. Now he has Jesus in the boat. <laughs> Can I say that again? He didn't have Jesus in the boat the first time. That's why he didn't catch any fish. But guess what? Now he's got, he, Jesus, say Jesus is in the boat. Say, Jesus is in the boat. That's why they caught a large amount of fish. This is not rocket science, okay? Okay, in order for us to operate in our calling, we must be confident in this, that Jesus is with us. 
because sometimes we get to a position and a place in our lives that we feel unworthy, that we feel like we're not called to do what God has called us to. But we have to understand in order to step into our calling, we have to be confident knowing God is with us every step of the way. You can't do this without Jesus in the boat. You have to put him in the boat. You have to allow him in your life so that way you can touch and reach out to the calling and to the purpose and to the destiny that God has for your life. If you want fulfillment, see the boat was filled with fish. It was filled to overflowing that the boats almost sank. Listen, if you want fulfillment in your life, put Jesus in the boat. If you want fulfillment in your marriage or in a relationship or whatever it is, put Jesus in the boat. If you want fulfillment in what you're called to do, put Jesus in the boat. If you want peace in your life, put Jesus in the boat. If you want victory in your life, put Jesus in the boat. If you want deliverance, put Jesus in the boat because without him you can't have it he said that I am the true vine without me you are nothing mm. that's Jesus's words not mine so don't be mad at the pastor please thank you there is still now a crowd engaged listening hearing watching the illustration watching what Jesus is doing Watching him perform a miracle in front of their eyes. Watch this. It's getting ready to get real deep here. He's watching them. This is the reason why I told you to write down engage. See, I'm afraid that some of us are like the crowd. All we are is engaged. We come to church. We're engaged in the service. We're engaged in the worship. We're engaged in the fellowship. We're just in the crowd. And we're just amongst each other, having a good time, doing what we feel in our hearts God has called us to do. And not saying you come to church is a bad thing, no. But I, I'm afraid that some of us are like the crowd where we're just watching. We're just listening. We're not getting involved. If we are supposed to go catch fish, we can't do it alone. We got to go do it together. That's why the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few, Jesus said. This ministry might only be for, only has been going for a year, but God has so much great things for those who are here. There's so much more to do, so much more people to reach, so much more for what God wants to do inside of you. You can find your place here. You can find your calling here. You can find what God wants to do in you because he's trying to develop you. You don't know what you being here could do to reach those who are out there. But I'm afraid that we become so much like the crowd instead of being on the boat with Jesus. Instead of being involved. Instead of doing what he's called us to do. Jesus looked at Simon. Watch this. He looked at Simon. He looked at him. He said, you know what? After they caught that great amount of fish. He said. He 
He said, don't be afraid. He said, don't be afraid to know. Don't be afraid, Beth. Isn't it something? God will always try to comfort you. He comforts you first. He comforts you. Don't, don't, be, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch people. In other words, from now on, you will fish for people. You've seen what I did here. I, I wanted to show you this illustration because it was what you're actually getting ready to do. Mm -hmm. It's actually what's getting ready to happen because if you want to understand that even though, watch this, you need to hear this. Watch this. Peter was with Jesus for three and a half years. Jesus in the flesh, 100% man, 100% God in the flesh was with Jesus. Amen. Can we all vote for that? We were all with you. You need to talk back to me because if not, I'll preach all day long up here. Jesus and Peter and his disciples were together for three years. At this moment, Peter probably didn't really understand what Jesus meant. But can I tell you that Peter was with Jesus for that three years and seen all kinds of miracles? I mean, Peter even cut off a guy's ear for Jesus. I mean, he was battling for Jesus. But even in this moment here, he didn't understand what Jesus was going to do. But on the day of Pentecost, that great loud, that great crowd, that great, that great, that great fish, that great fish, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All them fish that filled up the boat, guess what happened? On that day, how many were, how many, how many came into the house of God? How many was it? It's 3,000. And then, this is, what, this is what happened. God was trying to give him his promise right before his eyes, and he didn't even know it. He didn't even know it. Caught all them fish in that moment, and Jesus told him, don't be afraid. You're no longer fish for fish. <laughs> You're going to fish for people. But Jesus still followed him the whole way. The whole way. And you're probably like, what is he talking about? But he's crazy, and I'm just going to follow him anyway because he was in my boat, and I seen what happened. Some of us just need to go ride along for the journey, along for the ride, and watch Jesus when he operates in your boat and see what he can do inside of you. But watch this. He was teaching Peter and teaching the crowd that it's okay to be engaged, but now I'm sending you out so that people can encounter who I am through you. <laughs> so the crowd was engaged the whole time. So not only was Jesus speaking to Peter and James and John in that moment, but he was showing the crowd, stop just being engaged but let me use you. Don't be afraid. I'm now going to send you out to be fishers of people. Don't be afraid. I'm going to send you out into your calling. Don't be afraid. I'm going to allow you to step into your purpose. Don't be afraid. I'm going to allow you to be who I've called you to be and be unique and be different and be, be worthy of who I am. Jesus, The Bible says to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. We have to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. And we have to understand that we have to stop just being engaged 
we have to learn how to go out and catch people so that way they can encounter. See, that's what Jesus was saying. He was saying, now that you've been engaged, we've been engaged, not getting engaged like getting married, but if you want to think about it like that, you can. But now that we're engaged, I'm using you to now go out because this is what Jesus' mission was. His mission was to reach towns and to reach people for the goodness of the news that he was bringing. But guess what? He couldn't do it without his disciples. He couldn't do it without other people. He couldn't do it without you stepping into your calling, stepping into your purpose, stepping into your destiny, stepping into what God has called you to do. He couldn't do it by himself. So he formed a group around him that now, because over 2,000 years ago now, we get to hear the gospel that spread just from 12 disciples. Just 12 people. Just 12 people. There's more than 12 people in this room right now. Imagine how many people we could reach. We got more than 12 people in here. My God. Let's stop being a part of the crowd. And let's step out into our calling. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's get out of the pew and let's step into our purpose. Uh -huh. let, let, let's stop just being engaged, Whitney. We got to stop being just engaged. Not that being engaged is wrong. It's good because you being engaged and you sitting here watching me intently and I'm crazy, beard and all. You're engaged. You're listening. You're, you're wanting it. You're being fed. You're, you're listening to what God has for you. And I'm encouraging you. Now, Jesus was saying, Take what I've given you and now give it to others. <laughs> you're coming and you're listening. You guys are like the crowd right now. You're like the crowd. You're listening. You're engaged. You're, you're hearing the word of God. But now it's time to be who God's called you to be. Imagine the people you could reach. Imagine the people we could reach together. As a body. Watch this. When Jesus told Peter to put out into the deep and let down your nets. In that moment. He was showing. He was showing him. That you now are the net. In that moment he said put down your net. And then he caught the great fish. When Jesus said now. You're not catching fish. You're going to go out and fish for people. Only way you can fish is with a net. Now we are the nets. What's your net worth? What's in your net? What are you catching in your net that you might need to get rid of? Uh-huh. You're walking around as the salt of the earth. And we're the light of Jesus on the earth. We're just these, imagine yourself a big net just walking around, big old net. Do you have any fish in your net? Have you caught any, you led anybody to Jesus? Not just the pastor can lead people to Jesus, okay? You can lead people to Jesus. 
Just because I stand here before you preaching the gospel is because this is what I'm called to do. It's not because I'm better than you. You guys, we're all equal. It's all level at the foot of the cross. This ground we're on is level. I'm not above you. You're not above me. We work together. Because what I'm called to do is different than what you're called to do. I can't have, I can't do this without you, and you can't do this without me. We have to do this together. That's why I always say, what's our motto, people? Let's do this together. Jesus understood that when he, when he first called his disciples to himself. He, was, he understood that in order for me to spread this good news about what, who I am and what I'm coming to do, we have to do this together. Let's do this together. Let's go out into the world and be who God's called us to be. Let's walk around with the, our nets that what God has given us. We are the net. Let's go out and reach some people let's throw out the bugs throw out the seaweed throw out the things that are holding our nets back and say guess what I'm going to go out and put into the deep you want to know why Jesus told him to put out into the deep because he was trying to teach him that I'm going to give you such a large amount of people that you're going to reach you just have to get humble he said put out to the deep because the catch I have for you is so great. He says, I resist the, brow, uh, the proud, but I exalt the humble. He said, when you put out into the deep, Peter, I got such a big calling for your life. I got such a big promise for your life that it's going to take you to be humble in order for me to reach the harvest that I have for your life. Put out into the deep. I think that some of us are just going shallow. In order for us to catch who God has called us to, it's going to take us to go deeper than what we are now. It's going to take us to go deeper. It's going to take us to read our word more. It's going to take us to pray more. It's going to take us to seek His face more. Because those who are hungry after Him shall be filled. We have to understand that if we're going to go deep, we have to go deep. If we want our destiny to be broad, we have to go deep. One minister told me, a friend of mine, Pastor Tim Delina, who is now the lead pastor of our Savior's Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. He was the associate pastor at Brooklyn Tabernacle in New York. He looked at me one day, he said, Ryan, he said, if you take care of the depth of your ministry, God will take care of the breadth of your ministry. In other words, if you take care of the depth of who you're called to be, God will take care of the breadth of what he can do in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? God has something so much for each and every person in here. But guess what? We got to allow him in the boat. We got to put him in the boat. 
Look, boats sitting on the shore, sitting at the water's edge at the dock. You ride by, you live in Ocean City, you're down in Crisfield area. What are them boats? They look pretty just sitting there, don't they? But they ain't no fun unless you get in it. And they don't operate unless you move it. Mm -hmm. God has a call for everyone here. Specifically, let's stand to our feet.